Guys, stay tuned. My audio gets better. I fixed the microphone in 90 seconds. You guys couldn't couldn't tell by the sound of it. I've been stricken with the COVID. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. I've uh, I tested positive for the first time yesterday. Um, so, yeah, look, I had a good run. You know, I went as as far as you can go. And then well, tell your story, babe. Like if you were trying to get COVID, you would do exactly what I did last weekend, which was go to a stuffy convention center filled with Star Wars fans and then proceed to talk to as many of them as you can 15 inches away from their face, maskless. And uh, I had actually made it through a couple of these conventions so far this year. I went to the Ren Fair. I went to a convention in Boston and made it, managed to not get COVID. And then this just last go around in Anaheim was... Uh, was the nail in the coffin. That's what got me. It took about five to, I think it took five days for me to uh, test positive. I was testing every day, but only like the rapid test. So yesterday I got a PCR test and it finally came back negative. I could feel it. You know, there was a, there was a difference. One day I just woke up and I felt like a, a heaviness in my chest. I couldn't really, breathe is easy, but it wasn't like it could have been if, if COVID wasn't a thing, I'd just be like, huh, I didn't even really notice it, but you always, you got everyone in your head, you know, telling you about their, their experiences. So I was like, this feels a little bit different. You know what it honestly felt like? It felt like how I, uh, and how my body felt the day after I got my vaccine, which was like a lot of body chills, um, real achy, not a real wet cold or flu type thing. It was, it was more just like really lethargic and it like getting up was a chore. And that was, that was Wednesday. And then the next day I felt better, but um, I had to go to work, but in order to go to work, I got to get tested and my test came back positive. And so I've just been home all week with myself don't know what to do. You know what I've been doing? I've been, sh I've been shopping for hot tubs. <laughs> I've been playing video games. It's been kind of nice, you know, been, been kind of nice around the house by yourself. It's like, uh, there's a, a stillness in the air during the day that yeah, I don't normally get to experience, but yeah. And then the one day you flew in, couldn't come over cause I was feeling sick. You know, yeah, I was gone from LA for a month. I landed mm -hmm. back at LAX and I thought, what a shithole. Like, as soon as I landed, mm -hmm. I'm like, ugh, just totally get I'm, it. I'm at like the gro that's like the grossest place in LA or like one of them, you know what I mean? And like, right. just the drive home, just garbage everywhere. And this, and I came from, I went from Miami to South Carolina to Texas and in none of those places did I see anything like I saw in the first 10 minutes of being back here. Like, yeah. What'd you see? Was it uh, just the grime? Was it the homelessness? What, what really bummed you out the most, you think? Yeah. No, I mean, listen, it's just, it was disgusting. You, you, you land back in this city and you just feel it in every direction. The, the garbage everywhere, the homeless everywhere, the people's attitudes, people like, 
everywhere I went, whether it was fucking Miami or South Carolina or Texas, it's like, oh, good morning. Like, you know, somebody's like, hey, how you doing? Or whatever. We're here. It's just like this, like, oh, it's the only place where you still have to wear fucking masks when I get into an Uber, which is like, are we, I mean, it's been over fuck two years now. It's like everyone, what are, I just don't, it's just, it's just enough. It's fucking hot. This place is, and I hear you. I, I think part of it was like, I was excited to get back. Cause I'm like, well, the, the only thing I like about a LA is you and mm-hmm. where I go food shopping. And as right. soon as I get back, I told, Oh, I can't see you for two weeks now. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well then what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I were you, I'd probably just skedaddle. I mean, there's uh there's once you get a kind of a taste of what it's like other places. I mean, besides the weather, you know, if I didn't own a couple homes here already, I feel like I'd, I'd be out of here. Yeah. I, I listen, I'm I know we're probably, in. we're probably bumming people out so far. This pod. So well, we'll look, this is our up. life. Yeah. But you know, we're yeah, not well, yeah, but, my, but, but it's not my life. My life was just going on like a month long, beautiful vacation and seeing my friends and having a great time. You know, we're just choosing to talk about like, unfortunately, honestly, I'm having a great time with COVID. I mean, it's been, Oh, this is your dream. This is what you live for. It's exact. I was, I was kind of tired anyways, and I kind of needed a few days off. Uh, so this was perfect. You know, I got burnt out at the weekend talking to star Wars fans running mm-hmm. around Anaheim. And then it was nice to have a few days off. Now I get a few more days off. Boom. I'm shopping for hot tubs. I'm trying to sell my airstream. I'm, I'm making all kinds of moves in that backyard because I need my home to be a place where I, I never have to leave. I get that. That hot tub is the last key to getting to, to getting this place to just like that, that extra little level, you know, very the problem is your home is in LA and LA is. Well, look, I, I'm fond of LA. I, I like, you know, I grew up here for the most part. So I, I, while I totally understand, you know, everything you're saying and totally agree with you, there's my, my entire family's here. I, I have a completely different situation. I have a great job that I really enjoy. If I were you, I would definitely be, surveying options but but i can deal with a lot of that stuff i can step over the homeless to get to era one you know what i mean yeah you've got a broader step i got a bigger i got a big wide step i can cover two (laughs) i can cover two homeless guys and a dog you know just in one leap right over yeah there's uh yeah i might i have to sign a new lease in september and i can tell you right now i'm not Unless something crazy were to change this, like I'm 99% out of here. This place is fucking for the birds who aren't even real. It's for the it's for the birds who are charging on the power line as we <laughs> as we speak. But let's say Texas is fucking I had a blast. Yeah. Texas I mean, the last just, video you sent me was just you absolutely crushing a wave. Was that wake surfing yeah. or wakeboarding? What were you doing? Wake surfing, wakeboarding mm-hmm. is when you're clipped in. I believe I'm not a pro, although the video would make you think something else. I'm I'm uh, new to the sport. We're gonna have to throw that video up and and uh, yeah, have Gabby maybe, edited it because it looks good on you. That like, I tell you, yeah, maybe maybe we could 
finally put one in where I don't look like an idiot at the end of slow motion <laughs> falling into it. That'd be nice, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you earned it. Yeah. You really do. You'll did. be sorry when I'm gone. It's okay. Yeah. So that's it. Um, Texas was good. You liked it, huh? What, what was your favorite part of it? Do you feel like uh, there's one part that you really wish we had here besides the, you know, low crime, the no homeless? I, I feel like there's some... <laughs> I feel like there's some homeless in Austin, though. I did see a couple guys. I don't know. The if they general were... feeling of being safe. <laughs> Safety, uh, pr- prices or quality of life. Poker. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everything was great there. What's one thing you miss? I, I missed you and I missed. Uh, oh, oh, miss about Texas. Or yeah. Here? Yeah. What do I miss about Texas? Yeah, there's just a better vibe there. There's not that like, like, you know how many times someone rushed by me and was like, oh, excuse me, like none, <laughs> you know, like there was never that vibe. Like uh. everybody is just, oh, ooh. <laughs> I, we have to talk about what if, if. Yeah, of course. Here's what I want to know. There's a couple of things. So me and Kasim have been watching uh, Love on the Spectrum US. And normally when they do this, um the U.S. version of a popular show, it's trash, you know, like Love Island, for example. They the U, the U.K. and the Australian Love Islands. Fantastic. The second they brought that over here. Garbage. Yeah, but well, because what happens is the people in Australia or wherever they do, the original kind of seem like they're good, genuine people. And then the U.S. people just seem like they're camera and attention whores and they just want followers and they just want this and the autistic haven't done that which is nice no although they are some of them are on tiktok and they're crushing it on tiktok oh i could only imagine yeah it would be uh, it's yeah so love on the spectrum if anybody doesn't know it's about people who are on the spectrum the autism spectrum trying to find love trying to date this and if and here's what i wanted to ask you Cass, which is like you've Cause there's times where it's like, how could somebody not love this show? Like right. if you had to say what kind, like, cause I'm like, Oh, maybe people normally it's like, well, if somebody doesn't like sci-fi, they might not like this. Or if somebody doesn't like this, we're with this show. It's like, it's like, Oh, if you don't like laughing, uh, cheering right. for people. Crying. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, it's just the best. My, I think the reason more people don't know about it is because I was this way before I started watching it. I thought this show was like taking advantage of people on the spectrum in a way that was kind of gross. And then I actually actually watched it and I was like, oh, no, 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 that's that's kind of not what's going. It's actually the opposite. They're they're showing kind of the the days, the ins and outs of people that have, uh, you know, autism or Asperger's. And all I'm doing is just completely identifying with like <laughs> a lot of what they're doing. And I have way more empathy for somebody on the spectrum now having seen the show and two seasons of the Australian one versus before when I watched it. And um, you root for the people you you like want them to find love. And it is, quote unquote, a dating show, but it's to call it a dating show feels like it's it's selling it short a little bit. I think it's it's a lot more than that, you know? And, um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of good characters in this new season. And what's the name of the guy that we like the, uh, the guy went to the Ren fair this, 
Oh, 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 mom. No. Oh, actually, this, this is something I haven't thought of. It's a good idea. <laughs> he's so he's good. so good. He's incredible. Like there's just to give a little spoiler alert, but it's not a spoiler alert. Just one second of the show that I thought was the best moment of the whole show. They're at a renaissance fair and like, I guess it starts with like the yeah. people are jousting and like yeah. they joust a couple times and then it's like they keep tying and tying and tying. So at the end, like the guy just jumps off his horse and he pulls like a knife out of his back pocket, mm -hmm. like whatever, out of his shield and like stabs the other guy or whatever. And you just hear the other guys watching and you hear him go, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's like, he's, he's so and then like four or five seconds go by and like they keep stabbing each other and nobody's good. And he goes, Oh, I, I think this is just part of the show. Like, and, and he let, and I laughed so hard. And yeah. so, and by the way, like you, you don't feel like or how I feel is when you're laughing, you're laugh. You might be laughing at stuff. These guys say, but you're, you're like, you root for these people so much and you care about them and this, you're not, laughing at them from like a, Oh, you, this, that, and like making fun of them kind of way. It's like you, it's like how you feel when like you make fun of a friend for doing something silly or whatever. It's, it's like, uh, they're legitimately funny and the things that they say are legitimately funny. Um, and it's never in like a way where you like, it, it, it some like some of them know that they're being funny and sometimes they don't know that they're funny, but they're just saying things that are so funny because they say things that we think, but sometimes we don't say. And when people do that, it's inherently funny. And it's like you're laughing with the people, not at the people. And that's kind of the genius with the show. And it's managed to kind of take a topic that could easily uh, and a group of people that could easily be manipulated in like, um, made fun of by a, a production crew that was lesser than, and um, they've made you sort of understand the hardships of what it's like to have uh, Asperger's or autism. And then the, the challenges that they come up against. And then also just like the, the, just them going on dates, you'll see them struggle with things that you struggle on. You know, everyone struggles with when you go on dates, like, all right. Like, okay. It's like, here's the goodbye. Like, what do I do? Do I go in for a hug or do I go in for a handshake or like, what's, what's the bill situation? You know, there's a lot of, a lot of that stuff is just thought out loud and it's so, so fun to see. <laughs> it's just so fun to see other people dealing with similar things. And, and um, you know, they're just a lot more outward about it and uh, highly recommended if you guys uh, have never seen it. We've talked about the Australian one plenty of times on this show. And uh, there's a, a third season, which is in the U S I, I would have to imagine that they're going to make another season and fall a lot of these people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've been following some of them on TikTok, like that girl, Danny, the one that does the animation, who's very concerned about finding a partner who do also does animation. And uh, she's Has on goals. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, episode one ends with one of the like, I I, I couldn't I, I stood up when I was watching. She's on a date and uh, oh. and it's and episode two picks up right where it where it left off. But like one of the the 
craziest moments I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it because I want you guys to kind of enjoy it. But like at the end of episode one and the beginning of episode two, you will see one of the craziest first dates first blind dates anyone has ever been on. And um, <laughs> it's, it makes me smile so much just thinking about it. And you're thrown for about seven loops in 45 <laughs> yes. seconds where you go, Oh, that's not what I, Oh, Oh. And it's just like, it's like, it's, they just keep doubling. The, it is to yeah. me. Like if I'm throwing the like rotten tomatoes store on it, it's a 10. Like oh, it really, sure. it, or a hundred, I guess is Rotten Tomatoes. Like 10 is bad. Right. But like, yeah, a hundred, like, it's like, I can't, when I watch it, I go, I don't know how this could be better. Like, you know, like there are times where you go like, Oh, I wish they were following that character instead of that character. Like I wish they were following the Solomon guy and the right. fact that they're not really bummed me out and stuff like that. But as far as just like, man, it is electric. It's great. It's, it's really fun. Uh, it's it's warm. It'll make you laugh. I I've cr I cried on season two of the Australian one. I mean, there's there's so much that goes into it. I I don't I I can't imagine anyone watching an episode of that and being like, no, this is terrible. You know, it's really well done. And uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. So here here's what I wanted to ask. You oh, by about, the way, right? Jamie's not here. In case you guys haven't mm -hmm. noticed, she's at a wedding. So it's just the boys today. Yeah, she's at a wedding in like the forest with no reception. She has to camp. So we're going to have a good pod next week when she talks about that. And if I want to tease something, since this is a this this could be considered a weak pod. So you want to give at least a teaser. It's me and Cass. We're, I'm a little under the weather. Cassim has COVID. Yeah. Uh, something that Jamie can talk about next week, not only her wedding in the woods, but also I introduced Jamie to someone I'm dating for the first time in maybe over 10 years for sure. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk so, about that next week, right? We'll talk about it next week, but, and also like, you're going to give us something this week. You got to give us a little, give us a little taste. All right, guys, before we get back to the pot, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Robbie. What was the last time you gave your partner something truly memorable? Make them come. <laughs> to hellotushy.com for the national six nine day sale guys you have to be insane if you're not using tushy go to hellotushy.com their national six nine day sale get a hello tushy because what they do is they use a wonderful uh spritz as Kasim likes to call That's it right to make the duty go away and it makes for a better day, you're walking around with a clean butt. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what more I need to say. The bidet is a game changer, guys. It saves you money on toilet paper. It also um, is very easy to install. I think a lot of people have an idea that they're complicated and require an electrical outlet. Uh, no, not the case here with a Hello Tushy bidet. It just plugs in with your existing water line. They give you all the tools and hardware that you need. I installed mine in under 10 minutes. The only regret I have is not having a second one for my second bathroom. And uh, other than that, nothing beats a 4 p.m. spritz uh, coming home from work or in the middle of the day, giving yourself a little checkup, a little cleanup. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a real great way to stay cool in the summer. That's right. And if not for you, then give the gift of a clean butt to someone else. On June 9th, go to hellotushy.com slash pajama and enter promo code 
S-I-X-N-I-N-E-6-9 to get 30% off. Guys, that's 30% off your tushy at hellotushy.com slash pajama, H-E-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y.com slash pajama. Now, word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You don't have to wait for things to be horrible to get help. You know, you could, let's say your life usually goes between a one and a hundred. And let's say you're like, Hey, my life's at 80. Why do I need help? Cause you want to stay there and you want to maybe hit that 85, hit that 90, right? Cass. It's never been easier to sign up for talk therapy. You can do everything online. You get matched with a therapist within 48 hours. You have access to your therapist anytime that you want. You can chat with them. You can set up weekly appointments it is much cheaper than traditional therapy. So it makes it available for people that currently or were in the past priced out of therapy. Um, if you aren't talking to anyone, trust me, it is much better when you do. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pajama. That's betterhelp.com slash pajama. I'm not one of these people who's like, I don't talk about dating on the podcast anymore because I want to keep my private life private, this whole thing. It's more so that if I'm dating someone and they listen to this, I'm not there to walk them through like, oh, that was a joke. We weren't serious there. Don't get offended by that. So like the Mm -hmm. but like, I don't care about the privacy factor like at all. So it's like. I uh, I haven't been talking about dating and and going on dates and things like that, but uh, yeah, I I but here's what I, here's what I want to say about I still on the love on the spectrum thing. When we, I was watching Love on the Spectrum with the girl who I'm dating now, and one of the young ladies on the show says, "I love to go to Vegas and play poker." <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so Wait, which one was that? I think it was Sabat's Saboot. How was his name? Sabode. Sabode's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or the girl he's dating. Right. Uh so now she, I don't know if she's autistic. She has something. I'm not she a doctor. Da- she but- has Down syndrome. I was gonna say, luckily, we have a doctor here. Yeah. yeah. Doc Dr. Castle let you know. So she right. has Down syndrome. So this girl who I'm watching the uh, show with, who I'm dating, says to me, what would you do if <laughs> if you're at a poker table in Vegas and she sits down and she starts firing bets at you? Like, what do you do? You know, do, are, do you play back at her? Do you, are you OK with taking her money? And uh, what I might have really said, I'll tell you off pod, but it was something <laughs> it was something along the lines of. I'd watch how she played and I would uh, assess her skill level. And if I felt like I was taking advantage of her, I would probably leave because I wouldn't want to get involved in hands with her and take her money because I'd feel weird. But if I felt like she was good, sure, I'll take all the I'll take all the money. But on the other hand, I feel like the way the world is today it's more of a insult to not play. Oh yeah. You got it. Yeah. You just treat them like anyone else. What would happen if somebody who didn't have 
uh, a disability sat down and started playing, you'd do the same thing, right? You'd assess their, you'd assess their skill level. No, because if, if they're horrible, I don't care. I'd keep taking their money. Oh, you're saying, so you're saying because this person has a disability, you'd feel bad, maybe like they shouldn't be here and you shouldn't be taking their money sort of thing. Yeah. Like I don't know her level of her disability, whatever, but I'm sure but there if are she was people- good. Yeah, because there's there are some of the best poker players in the world are autistic and they they talk about it and everything. And they have yeah. that like almost Rayman thing where they can do yeah. crazy calculations in their head. Right. I, I Yeah, they that <laughs> is a, it is a Rain Man. That's exactly what Rain Man's about. They do have that skill. I feel like I feel like if somebody sat down at a poker table I was at and they mentioned they were autistic, I'd take my chips and leave. <laughs> I don't know if I would. Right. I don't know if yeah. I could. Uh, I would be any good because they'd probably be they're like, oh, there are uh, 113 cards in this deck, you know, and like her. In That's shoe why it was important like, to point out. Yeah, yeah. She had downs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good to know. I, I would I could see. I would I would like to assess and then um, maybe make some small talk. And then if uh, she was on a losing streak, I'd probably pick up and go, you know? Yeah. Like what if she just doesn't look at her cards and starts taking chips and throwing them in the pot? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I feel, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the dealer would have a responsibility at that point <laughs> to do something about it. But, but I see people who are drunk or who are just like crazy right. players who do stuff like that. They don't stop them. Yeah. I think that's, I think those are the people who choose to her, be drunk. How do you know that's just not part of her act? <laughs> Could, yeah. She could just be grifting all of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Oh, I didn't look. And she's really, you know. Yeah. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. What What would you have guessed my stance would have been on if I would play back at that specific person? I think I, I think I would have guessed that you would play back if she had some skill. I, I feel like uh, if for some reason you, you just started you know, emptying her pockets, you would have some uh, restraint there, you know? Yeah. I think once I start taking, you've already taken. So you just kind of, <laughs> you know, you, you put the screws to her, but it's that initial, like if I would have to see like her specifically, I couldn't see myself being okay with, with like tricking her in hands. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's a, a nuance of people having disabilities is like, when I see somebody with autism or Asperger's in my head, I go, oh, this person could be dangerous with numbers. But from what I know with down, people who have Down syndrome is I don't have that connection. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I, I in my head under the file of Down syndrome, I don't see anything related to like mathematics, you know, or like remembering dates and like calendars. You know, one of these guys in the show, they could just say a date and the guy would instantly tell you what day of the week it was, you know, and that and that's something I attribute to a feature of Down syndrome or I'm sorry, of uh, autism and and Asperger's as opposed to Down syndrome. So, yeah, if you're playing poker, if you're playing poker and somebody could tell you the weather on a day like three years ago, you want to get out of there. You Totally. Yeah, it's not a good it's not a good idea to have your money on the table with that yeah. person. Yeah, they, that person, especially if they show up with like a toy train or something, you know, you want to you want to pack up and go. Yeah, because it's probably a magnet and they're using it to cheat <laughs> is what you're saying. I get it. No, they the, just love, they love the trains. And you oh, would know, yeah. and you guys would know if you watch season one of Love on, or uh, Love on the Spectrum. All right. So I asked on uh, Reddit 
for questions that me and you were going to be doing a pod. Do people have any questions? This question sounds like it could be from someone who was on the show that we were just talking about. It says what the best part of spring is beginning where it's transitioning out of winter and everything is melting middle where the snow is gone and things are just starting to bud and grow or the end as it's turning into summer and it's starting to get hot out. That's from fuck off Ireland. Uh, that's fantastic. I've never heard of spring being, uh, you know, divided in, into threes like that. I think that's a, <laughs> that's a good point though, because there are three parts to it. Um, personally, I don't experience the first one living in Southern California. There's no, there's no real snow around me. I mean, you can drive an hour and go see it, I guess. I'm, I'm a summer boy. I like the summer. So I, I like when the days are at their maximum length, which is going to be June 21st <laughs> coming up, you know, you get the longest days and so, and it starts to heat up. That's what I like. That's my favorite part of spring. Yeah. I'm going for the end too. the, anything with snow I'm out. I want nothing to do with it. Uh, Part three uh, evening of ahead. It's funny. We get messages like this all the time. People questions and this like like this one is evening head 4310. Your buddy, he's yeah. any interest in having Steve-O on the pod? And people always say stuff like that to us. Like, why don't you have this person on the pod? Why don't you have this person? It's not like there's just like a line of people you go and you pick out of. It's like anybody who we've had on the pod we've known except for the rare, rare occasion where like we DM somebody because we love something they did so much and they happen to answer back. But like, would we have Steve-O on? Sure. Do we know Steve-O? No. Yeah. So. Steve-O. Yeah. Steve-O would be great. Steve-O, if you're watching this, which I'm sure you're not, we would love to have you. We talk sobriety, talk about, uh, you know, our love and affinity for jackass. Um, I've, I've heard Steve-O speak um on plenty of pods and, and he's super insightful and has a ton of experience to draw from love steve great guy and then evening head came back with a better question i think and he said i have a better one so he thinks so too <laughs> for Cassim, uh, how many kids do you actually want and have you thought about names uh, not names really um but i would like to have two i think i i would be open two more, but I would, you know, it would depend on the person who uh, would be essentially the one carrying the kids. You know what I mean? So yeah, two would be good names. Here's the thing with names is I grew up with such a funky name. This is where I'm, (laughs) where I'm at is that part of me is like, give the kid an easy, just easy Anglo name, something that doesn't get you know, turn into the same thing that you grew up with, which was just a lot of anxiety on the first day of school and they're reading the roll sheet or like introducing yourself, having all that sort of like, huh, what was that? But then the other side of me is like, well, give them a cultural name that so they kind of identify with their where they're from and their roots. As I get older, the more I lean that way, you know, have them build character, give them a, a cool ethnic name one that isn't maybe as wacky as Cassim, but like my brother has the perfect name. Omar is the perfect name. It's like, it's a name everyone knows. It's just ethnic enough. It's not overboard. Um, it can trans, it, 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 it crosses many cultures, you know, you know. Uh, the Wire. 
the why you, you know black guys named omar you know uh middle eastern guys named omar uh i guess that's just about it two. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah so i i feel like that would be fun you know to give them something that's like a, an omar ish type name um that isn't gonna cause all kinds of crazy anxiety but something that still denotes like you're you've got some culture in your DNA. How do you feel about celebrities that they give their kids names like or anybody who does it? But like it's you hear about celebrities doing like Apple and like all this kind of wacky, crazy stuff. I think it's stupid, um, but also your it's your call. You know what I mean? That. I think certain people are are so up their own ass that they go, well, you know, we're special people, so we could we should give our kids a special name. Um, you know, Elon Musk and Grimes, uh, most notably. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just. It's like they just smash their hands down on the keyboard and they just like let's go with that. It, it's. Uh, yeah, it's not cool. I, I I think there's also a part of that. You're you're setting your kids up for some weird shit. You know, you name your kid Apple. And or, you know, just something so not normal. Take it from me as somebody who had a not normal name growing up in the United States. It does. It's it's not nothing. It like creates anxieties. It creates like you will get made fun of. People will pick on you. Are those things? All right. I'm sorry for doing stuff like that as a kid. I mean, how much? Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I shouldn't have done it. Um, There there are parts parts of it that are cool um for you like at your dinner parties or whatever to tell your other like uh socially elite like rich friends oh yeah i named my kid turnbuckle or you know it's just a, something crazy it sounds cool but like you're not the one living with that name I, and to me it's like a uh it's kind of like a narcissistic trait or feature in a person where they feel like they've got to give the just give your kids something normal put a little spin on it if you want but if you're calling them X, two X, Y, Z, I mean, there's just like, there's so much that says about you as a person to me that it's like, uh, I don't like it. Not a fan. Would you, uh, so would that be first name turn middle name buckle or first name turn buckle? Yeah, it, it'd be, it'd be turn middle name buckle. Gariba. Gariba. Yeah. Turn buckle Gariba. You going over to turns house? Oh, he's not getting made fun of. You should do it. So the first, yeah, the answer to your question is turnbuckle Gariba for a boy. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> yeah, like backstage, backstage for the girl. <laughs> oh, backstage, backstage Gariba. Yeah. Backstage no, middle, middle name, name. Pa- middle name pass. Yeah, it's everything yeah. I, I've ever seen in a, in a WWE <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Backstage Monday Night pass Gariba. <laughs> yeah. I like it. All access Gariba. Yeah, that's oof. That's real good. Press pass. Yeah, it's the, like they uh, would have to play professional football with a name like that. Guys, sunglasses season is here, and there's no better option than our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear polarized lenses, by the way, which are good if you're uh, on the lake like we were last week. Um, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by a lost and broken replacement, which is um, if you lose or break your pair, even on the first day you get them, 
they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. I don't know of another company that offers a service like this. That alone is worth it to try Shady Rays, in my opinion. I've lost plenty of sunglasses. As a guy who wears prescription lenses, it's just easier to get uh, glasses that you can replace easily. Usually, I have to go get real cheap glasses, but with a company like Shady Rays, I don't have to worry about that anymore. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop at Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Guys, like he said, there's no risk. Try it out. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com and use code PAJAMA for 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yep, it's summertime, guys. And the, the sunglasses look really good, by the way. Go to their website, check it out. Hey guys, a word from Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Uh, Jamie used Shopify for her uh, other podcast that she did. Uh, what Mama Said, was it called? Yeah, Mama Said. Mama Said. She used Shopify to, to run the e-commerce side of her website. So reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Guys, if you have an e-commerce site or a website and you're looking to provide e-commerce, try Shopify. Uh, it's the best way for you to get insights on who your customers are and provide your customers with um, real easy transactions and follow through. Go to shopify.com slash pajama, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with shopify.com. Go to shopify.com slash pajama right now. Shopify.com slash pajama right now. That's right, guys. And that's it. Support the people to support the show. Now back to the pod. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like you, it's not like you worry about Elon Musk kid like going into a school where like, oh no, is everyone gonna like me? Like, I don't feel like he's gonna have that. You know what I mean? Like he's he every kid's gonna wanna hang with I don't know about that man I don't know you would think right now it's like oh that kid's just gonna have all kinds of money his parents his kid but like kids don't give a shit like when when his kid's old enough his kids aren't gonna give a shit that uh their dad's Elon Musk they're gonna have friends that are like right now Madonna has a kid who wishes her mom wasn't Madonna do you know what I mean there's there's all kinds of kids want to be they almost want to be like divorced from their parents when they're that famous I feel like they just want to like get adopted by a regular family, you know, and, and run away from all that. I, I agree with you, but I also don't, I also think it comes with a thing of like, when your parents are that famous, when your life is that crazy, when this, I don't, uh, but this is just me. I would imagine you wouldn't go into the first day of school. Like, Oh no. Like what if they, what if no one likes me? Because you're just, you're, you know what I mean? Every room you come into, people are like, Oh, look, it's little X. Why? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't, but that's just my. Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, I just have feeling, I, I have feelings around name stuff, as you can see. Um, I got questions from Instagram. Do you want to, you want to go through some of these? 
Yeah, I got one more from. Yeah, let's uh, get one more from Reddit. Reddit. Yeah, aggravating fix eighty four ten. Did you keep any toys or memorabilia items? From, I mean, look behind Cass. His whole fucking. What do you mean? His whole life is. The, but are they asking you from the Sopranos? No, no, no. Did you guys keep any toys or memorabilia items from your childhood? If so, what are they? Oh, this well, person I, says they kept their pogs and their slammers, which I oof. unfortunately had to get rid of when I was like, oh, did I think you have moved pogs? out? Oh, oh, come on, pa. Dude, come on, pa. How many <laughs> sleeves slammers. did you have? Did you keep them in the sleeves? Yeah, I had like I had a bunch of sleeves for the pogs and then I had little sleeves for the slammers. And then I had like one slammer that was gold and it was Oof. like just ridiculous. It was a piece. Yeah. You know what? There was a. Uh... One slammer I I remember a friend of mine having it was OJ, uh, it was carved OJ Simpson like behind bars doing like this, and it was OJ in the slammer slammer, and it was all oh, wow. It was a hefty piece. It was like all like silver or whatever stainless or whatever you know, and uh, it was such a piece of nineties like specific. Can it get any more 90s than a, a pog slammer with OJ on it? Like, talk about a time capsule. I would have loved to see your pog collection. I I had very few pogs. I collected um Marvel comic cards and baseball cards. And uh the one thing I went back and did when I got money was I went and bought all original, all 10 original. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 1989 uh, line of toys that they made. And I feel like every you probably had some of these, right? Didn't you have some of these? Yeah, I, I got Will you move the like. Yeah. 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 I went back and they're yes. all in a box. Yeah. And they're all in a box and uh, I have all ton of them. They're in my closet. But uh, that was one thing. Every one I bought, I would just like, oh, I felt the nostalgia. It's like a drug. It was like hitting me. I was like, oh, this makes me feel like I remember where I was when I got this Michelangelo as a kid, you know, but I didn't save any of them. And, you know, now I'm almost 40. I'm sure those things are like long gone. But um, and my parents moved so much that stuff would just get lost. So I went and specifically rebought all those uh, Ninja Turtles as a kid. Damn. So is there any toys or memorabilia that you still have from when you were? I have some comic cards. Um, they're right above me here. I, I would pull them down, but I have a feeling most people won't give a shit. But I have like <laughs> the the funny story was um, in elementary school, which was I think I was in fifth grade. We had a student store and I would steal packs of comic cards from the student store and I would um, keep them in my backpack until I like, I would like run home and would open them. And I would like put them in sleeves and file them and stuff like that. And like, I remember the feeling that I got from doing that felt really wrong. I never got, uh, I, I never like got busted for it because those packs were really expensive and I couldn't afford, like I would buy them. And then I, I wanted more um, because you're trying to collect them all, you know? And they like, when you, stacked them all together on the page it would make like a big piece of art and um fuck it it's right here i'll show you oh wow we're getting uh we're getting a look scene to cast uh yeah i'll answer a quick while he's looking for that i don't have anything like 
when I moved, when, when I was like 32, maybe I watched a documentary about minimalism. I think it was on Netflix and it just made me get rid of like everything I had. And it made me put everything into two bags and travel with it. And it was the best feeling in the world. Like when I packed everything in two bags and I was on a plane and I was like, I have everything. Like I still had a small storage unit in New York because I had certain things like, uh, you know, like a t- tuxedo if I need to go to a wedding and like things like that, that just like take up space that like I didn't want to throw away. I didn't want to carry around with me everywhere I went and like a couple of suits and like things like this. But I had my whole life in these two bags and a book bag and I was walking on the plane and I remember the feeling of being like, wow, this is the best feeling of not having like up until then I would have like a closet in New York city where you opened it up and it was like my tests from the third grade and like every little thing, like there would be disgusting things that you would find in there, like old cassette tapes and this. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, I haven't looked at this stuff in 15 years. I wouldn't know if it was all gone. Like if, if I opened up this closet one day and went through it, I wouldn't know what was missing and what wasn't. So why don't I just get rid of all of it and free up, my life to just not be tied down to the shit. And I did it and it felt great. Yeah. I like that. I think there's a lot to be said about freeing your life of clutter. I think I've done a few moves over the last 20 years. And so each time you move, you kind of, you kind of do a version of that where you're getting rid of stuff that doesn't serve you. I still have like some stuff I think I could definitely lose, but now I got an attic and most of it just sits up there. Um, So, okay. So this is, my Marvel Universe binder, which I got oh, this, wow. I got this binder uh, like a few years ago because the one that it was originally in was trashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like when you open it up, now so we're podding. All these cards, you put them together, and then they form, you know, a bigger picture. Wow. And we're podding. I'm sure there's a lot of women that are like falling for me right now. And uh, yeah, and get in, guys, get in and line, guys. ladies. But yeah, I, so, and Zims and Zers. So, <laughs> so the point was, I should have known as a kid that I was going to have issues around like addiction because there was like no way to satiate me when I would like buy a pack. I'd be like, I need way more and I'll do anything to get it, you know, and I would just. I would steal them. And I was like, so brazen about it. Just wait till their back was turned. And I'd just steal as many as my like tiny little hands could get on. And my, and I, I felt like a rush. I got such a rush, you know, every indication that I was going to be, you know, have addiction issues as an adult was just all, it was all right there. But I, I chair, I do cherish them and I do keep them. And um, I guess I should like write a, a, uh, like an apology note to my elementary school and send them like 50 bucks or something. That's probably what the amends would be there. But um, yeah, from my, yeah. you're right. From Klepto G from, that's right. The, yeah. uh, you know what I wanted to ask you, like, as you're talking about, like, I, I would have known I'd be an addict or this, like, what's the feeling you get when you look at like your UFO stuff? Like you got the Bob Lazar thing behind you. You got the J- the, the giant woman. What's her, what's her name? Not giant woman. The, the, the drawing. The paint. Yeah. Um, I, I love all that stuff. I like how all my shit is like funky in this room. Um, it has some personality. I don't get the same feeling from it that I do with like, if I 
when I just got like a big hit when I just pulled this down, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I were to go get you, <laughs> you got for people who are just listening he, when he pulled down the, uh, binder full of cards from his mm-hmm. shelf. He's saying he got a real nice hit of juice, even though he's got COVID, he could still, That's he's still right. riding high. So what's, what's that feeling when you're pulling that down? I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like a warm, it's a familiarity that you, you have. Um, I, I immediately go back to the times as a kid when I was like putting them in the sleeves and when I was stealing the things, um, if I were to go get those Ninja Turtles right now, and I started showing you the little packages of them and everything, I would get that same feeling. Cause there's, there, that's a very specific memory I had as a kid playing with those things. And it's like seared into my psyche. And it's something I'll probably always remember the UFO stuff. Most of the stuff I've got relatively, you know, recently within the last 10, 15 years, um, but that, like you know, this painting here of uh, of UFOs. Oh shit! Okay, this is like something an, an ex girlfriend painted me. So that's got like I have you know thoughts around that. But like most of this stuff is just like the Bob Lazar thing I bought. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It was just kind of fun and kitschy. But, but do you ever you ever look at those and go like, oh man, like does it make you th- get a little taste of like, man, I want to get abducted one day? Like, no, not really. You know. They're, com- they're coming for me next. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I don't think I don't think I get any of that uh, when I look at that stuff. I do like the Bob Lazar drawing because it is personalized. It says two casts on it. But uh, I don't I don't have it's nowhere near looking at those comic cards or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'll tell you that. So here's here's what I almost forgot to tell you. I would have normally told you this off the pod, but we're on pod and I just thought of it. The uh, woman who I'm dating at the moment had a UFO experience. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. I've got to talk to her. I'm- yeah, I know. <clears throat> and, can you, uh, can you, can you say anything about it? She's got a plate in her head and she makes a weird noise whenever we're, you know, mm-hmm. no, she, um, yeah, she said that she, her and her sister have the same memory of aliens coming to abduct them when they were young and that the aliens actually passed on them and somehow said, like, we don't we don't want you. We're not going to abduct you. And she said she thinks that from that moment on, her life was like totally different. Like she felt like she was not a chosen person. Humbling experience. Humbling experience. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? Because that there is a, a, bring it back to narcissism a little bit again, is that like. There is this thing where you go, and I think about it too. I'm like, if I were just to get abducted, man, how special would I be? You know, something in me that they want, or I'm just one of a handful of people that have had this experience to be passed over and rejected by a UFO. Uh, that's got to be a very humbling experience. Uh, yeah, I think I'm such a narcissist. I've never even had that thought <laughs> that, that, that like, oh, aliens abducting me would make me special. <laughs> oh, know? man. No, it I never would. even connected that with that. Like, I just think of the whole like you're seeing something that no one's ever seen. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm here. I'm up here. Right. Yeah. No, that we're is- down. No, we're down. 
That's so fun. I would love to talk to her about it because there's probably so many people that have that same story. You know, there's, you hear a lot about the abductions, but you don't hear a lot about the, I was almost abducted. Yeah. I got it. There was, there's a whole, maybe this is for another pod or just a separate pod. Uh, my, my, (laughs) yeah, my new pod coming out very soon where, um, I had the lady who was working on my house that I own now. Um, when I first bought it, I had a bunch of renovations that I did and she was helping me with all that. But every, I, so I saw her a lot. I saw her every day and every morning we would just sit and chat while a lot of the workers were out doing the real work. And, you know, like a month or two into seeing her every day, she starts like revealing that her and her son are like we talked about this. This is the Joe Perino. Oh, okay. Yeah. But how this you was, ruin yes, Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I don't know if we've talked about like the relationship I had with this lady, but yeah, she started okay. slowly revealing that she was being abducted and things like that. And, and I was still drinking and smoking uh, a ton of weed all this. So who knows um, what kind of mind frame that I was in, but uh, yeah, there's, did you ever just have like, obviously I know you love that stuff. So you would like it more than other people, but is there ever a time where you just had a question about the house and she's like 30 minutes into a story and you're like, is the, uh, like, aren't those supposed to be two by fours? Yeah. yeah. Like what's the ETA on that breakfast nook bench? It's yeah. Been, yeah. Uh, but it's she, been like she's 60 like, days. And you said it's coming she, from Mexico. She's talking about what's going on light years away from yeah, here, yeah. you know? No, I, you know, it's so funny as I, I was always so into it. I was so into yeah, her right. stories. That's that, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like the perfect captive audience. Yeah, she's waiting for somebody like you forever. Somebody who's got a fucking huge house in L.A. and all they want to do is hear fucking uh, yeah. UFO stories. That's her. I mean, what's better for her than that? Nothing. No, no you're, and I would you're just you know, what's better is like I would cut her just a huge check every week. That was that yeah. was like ideal. Um, you're her white whale. <laughs> that's right. Her brown whale. There's uh, <laughs> some questions from Instagram. I want to make sure we get a couple of these in. Follow us on Instagram, by the way, Pajama Pants Podcast, where we will occasionally get questions from you guys and uh, read them on the pod. Uh, let me let me ask this one more to you because I wrote, right. I commented on it. It's super okay. fast. Uh, I'm, the person said, uh, "Rush Kush." I'm trying to think in Sharpie mode. If you could do one type of physical activity for health, example, yoga, sports, walking, this for the rest of your life. If you could only do one, which one would you pick? And I think it's a great question. I've answered it already that mine is yoga. Even though it's the the exercise I I hate to do the most, I feel like it's the best for me and I get the most out of it, which was rowing. Oh, wow. I feel like it's cardio. It's like a full body workout, uh, arms, legs, back. I mean, it's like the whole thing. And when I was boxing, I had to do like, 2000 meters before I even started boxing every day. And it was just like, I remember being so bad at it and it was so hard and then it got better. And like, I just felt stronger and I, my 2000 meter time was getting quicker. And I just like, it's a thing that has like a, you can set a goal, you can have like a time and then you can try and beat your time. So it's, it's got all the, all the makings of a really great workout. And I feel like if I only could do one workout, that would be it. Cause it would cover the most uh, bases. My answer would be works wake surfing from the uh, video you saw earlier. You could tell I'm a natural, but the, uh, what was the thing that we're just, Oh, when he said walking, 
that doesn't really work. Right. Because does that mean I can't walk anymore? Like, you know what I mean? He's like, if you could do one physical activity, yoga, running, walking, like I still got to be able to walk. Yeah, Otherwise, of course it's walking. Yeah. We're counting, you know, other we're, we're counting ex, extra activities other than yeah, your basic yeah. daily, daily needs. Ooh, basic. All right. I'm sorry, I got COVID. That's, all, that's that's the that's the first word that you might have fucked up in uh, the 150 episodes. No, basic basic no. daily. Yeah, first word. I've, and it, I I do right. feel like I'm very cloudy. I don't know if you were when you had COVID. I feel very foggy, and I I have to like really pick and choose more so than usual. Like pick and choose the words that I'm about to say. Um, they're not coming out so naturally today. So I apologize to everyone listening. Yeah, I don't know if I ever talked about this before, but there's a um, this poker player who talks about uh, something called decision fatigue. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I've never heard of it, but I can I can guess I can guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like, you know, and, and I wonder if this goes to like addiction, too, where it's like when you wake up in the morning and you're trying to make these like good decisions for you and oh, I want to do this and I'm not going to eat then. It's usually why like you know, for breakfast, people aren't usually like eating a half of a cake. And it's always that thing like, oh, man, right before bed, I'm like, like, what do I want to eat? I'm going to go to the fridge. I'm just going to fuck it up. Like, and Mm -hmm. so it's basically like what he says is, and it's the same thing in poker where it's like early on the early on in the day or the session or whatever it is, it's a lot easier to make these good decisions and you're making them. And and yes, that's the right thing to do. So that's what I'll choose. And that's the right. And the longer your day is and the harder your day is and this, that by the end of the day, when you finally get through a day, especially if it's a shitty day, like you just have this decision fatigue where you're like, I I can't handle making the right choice over and over. Like, give me the fucking cake. Give me the, the because right. I'm just done with it. You know? Right. Yeah. Give it. Now it's about ease. And whatever is easiest, bring it to me and whatever soothes me like the sweetness of a cake. Right. And I would imagine like the percentage of addicts who fall off the wagon first thing when they wake up (laughs) is much lower than people who fall off the wagon, maybe, you know, 50 to 100, like 90 percent of the way through their day. You know? Yeah. I agree. Um, All right. Should I get? This Instagram question. Yeah, yeah, All right. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, that's kind of a similar question. All right. This one's from Cass Diorio says, would you guys ever consider moving to Austin a- after visiting? Yes. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the pod, that was very made very clear. I look, I would, if I didn't have, you know, so many attachments here, I would definitely consider it. I also haven't experienced extreme weather down there that might affect my decision, but um yeah, it seems like Rob, you, you you would lean that way for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen to me. I've said this a million times. It's New York or everything else. Everything mm-hmm. else is the same. So I could find reasons why I hate LA. I could find reasons why I like it. I could find reasons why I hate Austin. I could find reasons why I like it. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I think Austin's great. To me, I would I would move to New York tomorrow and stay there forever if there was no winters there. I just the fucking winters are terrible. Yeah. And it's also like I'm 37 now. Maybe when I'm 47, I would hate New York. You know, I have no idea. But it's it's hard for me to imagine that because it's like every fucking block in New York to me is a memory. You know, it's like, oh, my God, that's where this happened. And that's where that or like that's where this person lives or that was where this store was or that was where that like you just always have something. And it's all like it's just, it makes me so happy to be there. And I have 
my family's there. I have my best friends in the world there. Like it's like, and it's like my, my best friends live on all different parts of the city and I could see them all in one day and it's no problem. Like it's not even a thing. We're in LA. It's like, you know, you make plans to see somebody and then all of a sudden it's like, like, I don't know. It's just a, would I move to Austin? Yeah, definitely. I'm debating right now if I should try it out for a year and see what it's like, try it out. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as, as much as I love having you close, I think, uh, it's really easy to go visit Austin. You know, I think we had a lot of fun out there. I think we probably have more fun out there than we do here. Um, especially on the lake. And there's a lot of questions, even from our own Gabs a million, which we've already answered. She asked, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about Austin? Um, did you say what your least favorite thing about Austin was? I mean, the bugs aren't great, but I got used mm-hmm. to them. After, like Jamie says, those millipedes. And because mm-hmm. like, again, uh, when I was fucking 16, when I saw a bug, it was dead. Bang, move on. Like whatever. Dead. Now, I'm just at the point where I'm like, do I really have to kill this thing? Like, I feel bad. Am I going to kill a hundred bugs while I'm here? So like, good I would, I would develop a routine of like a process of, okay, how do I get this millipede mm-hmm. from here to safety? And like, I want him outside, but I don't want that. And then the fucking fucked up thing is like, you're opening up the door to let the millipede out and you see a mosquito flying in. Kasim, Kasim got to see my Airbnb yeah. before uh, I came here, Cass, how many mosquitoes were in that Airbnb? Well, I was there when you first, like you, you, you walked in for the first time and I don't know if that's where I was standing, but I could see when you entered, there was like four of them that just like took the, like you, when your body went in, it created like a draft of air and they all just kind of rode that in. And, um, there were at least four or five when I was in there, one was like, you know, antagonizing me in the bathroom for a while. Uh, but yeah, you took care of it and there's, you know, there's ways around it and, you know, I'd take mosquitoes over, uh, human feces on the sidewalk any day. So, well, here's the thing. I agree. Although the longer I stay there, especially when it rains, you would start to see like those real big cockroaches, like those real big ones that fly in New York. We call them water bugs, but that's not what people call them everywhere. Right. June bugs. No, like like cockroaches that are like this big and they fly. And they're not beetles, huh? No, not at all. They're straight up cockroaches. And in New York, we call them water bugs. But they are. And you see that like you'll feel something hit your leg and then you look down. There's just one there. And I I saw quite a few while I was in Austin, maybe like, you know, two a week. And when you see them, you're like, damn, that. And Mm -hmm. it was always outside, like. If I'm if I'm taking a shower and all of a sudden one of those guys are in my th- it's going to it's not going to be a good look like, you know, right. I'm going to be I'm I'm going to be a mess. But my least favorite thing, I hear the weather's rough. I obviously hate anywhere where you have to, like, drive 30 minutes to get somewhere. That's not my style. Um, yeah, I don't just, know, but the fucking know, people were great. Yeah. As soon as you find you, you find a spot that's kind of central and you don't have to be doing all kinds of driving. Um it'll be good. So yeah, there's, there's actually a few questions about that. Um, and then the rest we'll read on the next pod, but, uh, appreciate you guys sending in those questions. And and by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed already, click that notification bell. That way, you know, when our videos go live every week, which right now is every Tuesday, um, follow me and Jamie on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we also have TikTok. Gabs have been putting up TikToks for us. 
don't follow Rob. You can't. He's off the grid. And uh, yeah, and you can follow me on uh, G4 TV every week on Attack of the Show every Thursday. So uh, that's it, baby. You have any last words? No, that's it. You guys are the best. You know the deal. You know, the if you deal. Made, especially if you made it this far, you're one of the. God you know. bless you. Thanks oh for my dealing. god! Thanks for dealing with my COVID brain. Check out Love on the Spectrum. Thanks for oh. enduring my Marvel card presentation. If any of you have more questions about it, I'd of course like to get into it on my very own pod. Um, okay, let's uh, wrap it up, and I'll see you next week. Hopefully, it'll be in person. Right. <laughs> oh, right. the comedy stylings of Casper G. That's the right. John Pants.